Famous scenes with drama queens and heroes Acted out there on the silver screen Come grab a seat, popcorn is on me Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. Noel T. Manning II here, and really appreciate you all spending time with us right here uh, on C19 TV and also WGWG.org. As we talk movies, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, maybe it was a few weeks ago, I guess it depends on when you're watching this. If you're watching this archive, <laughs> it could have been years ago, but at some time in the past, <laughs> Douglas Davidson, Daryl Manziel joined me, and we did this summer memory special and we we found out pretty early on that we were going to do a volume two somewhere down the road so this is volume two and i will say this unlike many sequels you do not have to watch the first in order to appreciate the second so am i right there guys did i get all that correct no 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 no. you totally need to watch the first one in order to really get the nuance of this one okay Really to get the nuance. All right. Well, it, this is about uh, celebrating summer memories, some good, bad, and, and in between uh, of, of films and film experiences. And uh, we had so much fun last time. We did say, yeah, let's let's do this again. Uh, Douglas Davidson, uh, Daryl Manziel, both from the Cinnamon, and we'll get them before we wrap uh, to tell you once again where they can, uh, where you can find them. Where they can find you. Uh, no, that's because... what the fan letters are for. Make sure you send those in to see my Yeah. Let's see a studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> I know how this works. Yeah, the studio audience. Good job. Good job. Uh, so as we uh, celebrate and think about our summer memories of the past, uh, Douglas, I'm going to kick it to you first. Uh, what's on your list, buddy? Well, the first one I wanted to mention is actually kind of timely. You talked about we don't know when they're watching it and in the past, in the future. But right now, there is a re family reunion going on in Destin, Florida with my mom's side of the family. This is something that when I was much younger, my siblings and I went to at least once. And as we got older, just weren't able to go. But when we did these things, we're talking cousins my age so i was like five or six we had cousins in their teens cousins in their 20s 30s 40s 50s so multi-generational and we had a common room a hospitality room that we could always hang out in it was always open tons of food whatever there'd always be something on it's one of my earliest memories of watching movies with my family and it's mel stewart's willy wonka and the chocolate factory it is a weird movie. It is a wild movie. And for some reason, it was frequently on in the hospitality room. I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, I think for a lot of us who were young when we saw that, whether in the 70s, 80s, or 90s, <laughs> I was definitely an 80s kid. There's some weird moments about that movie, but the whole thing as, as a whole does, it does hold up. And it's one of my fondest memories. And whenever someone asks me about when I got into movies, I always reference these movie moments in Destin, Florida with my family. That's awesome, dude. That is awesome. I, I love uh, I love that movie on so many different levels and for so many different reasons. And it's not just the dancing oompas, which I do appreciate. And they taught me to dance. Uh, I mean, I learned my... Explain so much. <laughs> I learned my dance moves. I learned my dance moves from them. And I taught those uh, to my son, Thomas. And so uh, we're, we're glad that we can make that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, you know, once again, we tried to invite Thomas to join us, and he said, I've got better things to do. So it's got dancing. He's dancing. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, good choice, man. Good choice. All right, Daryl Manzel, buddy, tell us another one of your summer movie memories. I'm going with Top Gun Maverick. It is a movie I cannot stop thinking about it. Uh, it's it's a movie that you know. Legacy sequels, this this phrase has been kicking around now, it's becoming a thing. I think Top Gun Maverick, as far as legacy sequels, has blown all the other ones out of the water. It's one of those nobody asked for this type movies, and yet it still comes with, it doesn't trade in solely on its nostalgia. It it comes with a, a whole new energy, a whole, whole new cast of characters that you can follow along. Uh, Tom Cruise's it's he's pulling that you know the old man's got one left in the tank type deal and if if you are not a fan of of the superhero boom that we are in then for you this is the movie and there's a a about a two minute 30 second sequence in there the the tom cruise doing the impossible sequence that is just heart pounding and is for now, my favorite scene of uh, can anything I ask I've seen one this quick year. question before, before uh, uh, Daryl? When I eventually see Top Gun Maverick, will you hold my hand? <laughs> yes, yes, I will. <laughs> Sorry, for those of you that don't know, that's the theme song. <laughs> the only part of the movie I know. Well, I, I will. You say, know, Douglas, you never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. <laughs> oh man, you guys are stepping in the danger zone. You better watch out. You better watch out. I haven't lost that loving feeling. Not at all. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. oh dudes, I'm, I'm just seeing a whole bunch of great balls of fire just floating around in my eyes right now. So we better just, we better stop. We better just stop. Um, hey, I, I gotta say uh, that was actually on my list as well because you know coming out of the out of the pandemic so many were wondering when were we going to see that film that was the experience film that made us remember what summers were for at the box office and when i sat there at the preview screening and i just felt the film and i mean i literally felt that film uh, because of the sound um and because of the screen that i was watching it on i said yep this is why, this is why, this is why, and we're back. And, and so many um, of, of the critics and also just the, the fans that showed up that were invited, who were contest winners or whatever, they were feeling that same vibe. And so I'm right there with you, man. Top Gun Maverick from the summer of 2022 is definitely uh, on a list uh, worthy uh, of chatting about. Well, I'm going to go back to uh, the summer of 1996. And uh, this was the summer that my daughter was born, Catherine Elizabeth Manning. And there was a, a film that did not get a ton of love uh, with John Travolta, Kira Sedgwick uh, in this. Uh, also, uh, Forrest Whitaker, who I, uh, who I absolutely love. The, uh, the film was called Phenomenon. And it was one of those films that just spoke to me on so, in so many different levels. Um, the, the, the philosophy of it, the, the, the faith aspect the the challenging of looking at yourself and, and asking do I have more to offer and, and can I do enough? There were just so many things about this film that spoke to me. 
But I saw this film the day before Catherine was born. And my wife and I went to see it together. And it's one of those films that will always uh, be endearing to me for that very reason, because I cannot think about that movie without thinking about uh, about about my daughter. So uh, that was uh, that was released uh, in 1996. Phenomenon. Uh, well worth checking out if you haven't seen it. Uh, a, a touching film and uh, a, a romantic fantasy drama. Just loved it. Just absolutely loved it. Still do. Still do. I wonder if that one will get a restoration. They've, they've, they've started going through a lot of movies from the 80s and 90s and doing restorations. Phenomenon. I don't know if it needs like a 4K, but a new Blu-ray would be lovely. Oh, it really would. It really would. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Absolutely would love to see that. Uh, now, of course... I also have a movie from the 90s. It's nowhere near as sweet as Phenomenon, so maybe you would have been better to go to Daryl, but you picked me, so we're going to go this way. Um, this is a movie for... It was the first theatrical release, and I think maybe the only theatrical release that this television show to movie has had. Uh, it is nowhere near as family-friendly as Phenomenon, though in its own way equally as lovely. It is the Trey Parker South Park Bigger Longer and Uncut. <laughs> uh, like I said, not exactly a seamless transition from yours to mine. Uh, from the same decade. The reason why I have such a fondness for this film. This film came out when I graduated from high school, but that time was a little bit tumultuous for me for a number of different reasons. And I had gone home to Roanoke, Virginia, where I grew up. I was no longer living there. And I was living and working there for the summer. And I'd gone to see this movie with some friends of mine, friends that I've known since the seventh grade. And there's one joke in the movie that for some reason made me laugh so hard. And my friend Ashley reached out and slapped me. Not like in the face, but just like hit me in the chest for laughing at that particular joke. It's not horribly offensive and it's the kind of joke that when i told my wife about it that i was thinking about including this in the list she started laughing her head off so i felt safe so i felt safe but it's just one of those things that particularly because ashley uh she passed away on the first day of 2020 unexpectedly uh, i found that anything that reminds me of her i sort of hold on to just because it's this as strange and as weird as life can be, just having these little things to hold on to. So it's an odd little memory, but it's one I will always think of. And it was at a time in my life when I really needed my friends and I had them. So having a memory with her and of her is just wonderful for me. Oh, dude, that, that is, that's a perfect follow-up to Phenomenon. It's just that sweet... Yes, absolutely. Perfect follow-up. Doesn't matter what the film is. The story... <laughs> The story is what matters. I say that about so many movies anyway. It's the story. It's about the story. All right, Daryl, what else you got, buddy? Uh, a little movie that came out called The Green Knight. And any, <laughs> anyone that knows me. You've uh, never talked about this movie. Please, tell us about it. I did. I just saw it last week for the first time. Uh, it's, it's um, you know, expectations, and I said this in my review of the movie, expectations can be a, a heck of a double-edged sword. If you hype up something too much and it fails to live up to that hype, uh, that that's, that's a, a far drop-off. But if it does live up to those hypes and expectations, then there, there's, uh, there's no high quite like it, I think. And for me, 
the Green Knight hit every expectation that I had. And this being one of those uh, pandemic-delayed movies, you, you know, I, I just kind of lived off the morsel of, of a trailer for like 18 months. And that's all I had to go by. And, and finally getting to see the movie and having, you know, all of my my wants, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, verified, for lack of a better word. And it, it just hit everything that I wanted to hit. And I, I was just transported away throughout the runtime of this movie. And it is a movie that I've gone back to quite often, uh, always trying to chase that high of the first time I saw that movie. It's a movie I absolutely fell in love with immediately, and it's one that's going to stick with me for quite some time, I think. It's a movie that you were looking forward to for so long. I mm. remember you talking about it, and it was high on your expectation list. And so many times there are films when we've got these expectations up here that that they it's hard to live up to those. And when we find one that does and even exceeds it in some ways, uh, that, that is something to, to go back to and, and think about as well. Yeah, great choice, great choice. Well, we are uh, right here uh, hanging out, talking movies and summer movie memories on Meet Me at the Movies. I'm Noel T. Manning II, along with uh, Douglas Davidson and Daryl Manzel. Just the coolest name in the world to say when you say it with an accent, Daryl Manzel. Uh, Antonio Banderas, you know, you just have fun. <laughs> Salma Hayek, you know, it's just, you just, you just are drawn to that name. So we are talking summer movie memories. And when we come back from this brief intermission, uh, I'll tell you about a movie that, that uh, challenged my expectations. Uh, and, and I'll give you a tease. It's an M. Night Shyamalan film. Uh, so we'll talk about that right after this quick intermission on Meet Me at the Movies. Hi, I'm Tim Foster from C19 TV. Hi, I'm Fubio Brooks from C19 Sports. I'm Rob Bruce from KTCBroadcasting.com. Join us for our 20th anniversary of Armchair Quarterback on C19 TV. What's the store on the gridiron in 2022? Every week, we will look at all four Cleveland County High School football teams, conference foes Burns and Shelby, and conference foes Crest and Kings Mountain. We will look at what happened the week before and look ahead at what's coming up this week. We will also break down ACC, SEC, and Gardner Web football. And the entire NFL and, of course, the Carolina Panthers. Nobody covers Cleveland County High School football like armchair quarterback. Don't miss another great season on C19 or online at C19.tv. Cleveland Community College has identified strengthening online learning as the topic for its quality enhancement plan. We're calling it SOUL. SOUL's five-year implementation plan is focused on continuous improvement of online courses and promoting student success. We're excited for you to take this journey with us. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Millions of doses have already been given in the United States, and these vaccines have the most intensive safety monitoring in U.S. history. 
If you have questions, get answers from a reliable source. CDC.gov. Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come? Hello, welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I'm Naughty Manning II, hanging out with uh, Douglas Davidson, Daryl Manzel, and we are talking. It's going to be a thing movie now. Memories. <laughs> it, is, it is. You got to do a little different twist every time we say the name Manzel. <laughs> So it will change it up a little bit each time. So we are talking summer movie memories. And if you were uh, around before the break and you decided to stick around, I gave you a little tease. Uh, We were talking about movies that challenged expectations, maybe exceeded them, or uh, we're talking about exceeding expectations. I'll talk about one that challenged my expectations. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, was a fan of his from early on. Um, One of the first films I saw from him was, uh, like many, The Sixth Sense in 99, and that one really kind of blew me away. That was a, a late summer film that I think surprised a lot of people. Uh, but uh, fast forward to the year 2008, uh, I was looking forward to checking out uh, another M. Night Shyamalan film with a good friend of mine, Jeff Powell. We both loved the writing. We loved the stylistic approach that Shyamalan did. And so when The Happening came out, we said, of course, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be the best thing that we've ever seen in our lives. It's going to blow all of the other films that Shyamalan ever did out of the water. And yeah, it did, uh, but but not in the way that we anticipated. Uh, halfway through, we, we thought we had something. And then all of a sudden, there was this, uh, th- this, this episode where characters got onto a train. And I got to tell you, they should have never gotten on the train because after that, the whole movie derailed in a whole crazy manner now some of the acting was pretty bad as well zoe deschanel i i I love her but man she was horrible in this movie and maybe it's because she had bad lines or maybe it was bad direction or maybe she wanted to sing instead of act i don't know but uh a summer movie movie memory it was going to that film with jeff and and we just sat there and kind of looked at each other many times throughout and just had that kind of look of what, huh? Well, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? The happening. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's what's happening. so, so when it ended and we walked outside, we just kind of had this, Third stage. you know, you were talking about somebody kidding you during mm-hmm. a movie. We kind of felt like people kept slapping us during this movie. <laughs> and we were, we were kind of dumbfounded and punch drunk and we didn't really know what we had seen. And I've gone back to, to revisit this and I still don't know what I've seen. Uh, no matter how many times I've seen the happening. So uh, a summer summer movie memory experience um, that I don't want to repeat, but I'm glad I had it one time, and I'm glad I was with a friend who experienced it with me. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not, not the movie you guys were expecting, right? No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who are we going back to now? I, I've already forgotten the lineup. Who's, who's next? It's, it's uh, Douglas time. Me? Douglas. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that and run away with it. Uh, I won't steal it, but I'll convince you to give it to me, which is a good lead in for my next film. Uh, <laughs> 2001, I have a tendency. It's my preference anyway, that whenever I celebrate a birthday, I go to the movies these days that more means watching something at home, but nonetheless, I love celebrating my birthday with a movie, ideally something I've never seen. On this particular birthday, at the end of 2001, there was a movie 
that I was curious about seeing. It was a remake of a considered at the time classic film. I think people still do. And it's by this up-and-coming director, Steven Soderbergh. Up-and-coming. 2001, this was Ocean's Eleven. Now, I'm at the theater in Charlotte. It was Concord Mills, if I remember right. And we're in the middle of the movie when all of a sudden I hear somebody yelling from down the aisle. And I turn and look, and someone's just shouting profanities. And it's one of my best friends from college, who was also on break, Ryan, who had surprised me for my birthday, figured out which theater we were in, and had shown up. So uh, a a long-deserved and belated apology to everybody else at that screening of Ocean's Eleven. (laughs) But it is made from one of the best memories I have had because of just the sheer joy of him being there uh, and having surprised me for for my birthday. So uh, more often than not, as it sounds like with a lot of these memories, is that there's typically people involved, and at least, or at least anchored for mine, and there was just something about looking up and I was already surrounded by friends and loved ones, but I looked up and there was this prankster's face and it just delighted me to no end. So it's something that I hold attached to that. But again, uh, to that theater in December of 2001, apologies. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. These stories are great, man. They really are. We need to uh, turn them into a TV show. Oh, hey, we are. We are. <laughs> All right. Uh, Daryl, we are going to you, my friend. <laughs> All right. I got to go back to 2009 for mine. Uh, a little joint came out from Duncan Jones called Moon. Uh, that came out in a tiny little indie theater and up. Baltimore, I think. Either Baltimore or Annapolis, I forget which one. But either either way, I had to drive almost an hour out of my out of my way to go see this movie. And I was determined to check out this movie. And it was it was well worth the travel and the, the memories I associate with it because it's such a well crafted, fairly low budget, pretty much one man show for, you know, just uh, just shy of two hours, whatever that runtime is. The movie really put Sam Rockwell on the map for me, but the, the memory I associate with this is spending the rest of the summer seeing its praises and being an acolyte for that movie, telling people this is a one that you got to go see. This And also, I, I think, uh, I can't remember if this is the same year, but District 9 also falls into that realm as well. Uh yeah, yeah, but either way, I just remember spending that summer telling anyone who would listen, if you love science fiction, this is a movie you definitely need to put on your radar. And I saw it a couple of times when people were like, all right, well, I'll go if you want to go see it with me. So I saw Moon a couple of times uh, that summer when it came out, just for people that were like, man, I, I was not expecting that. A quiet, low-budget affair, an excellent movie. Wonderful. Great, uh, great score as well. Yeah. The Moon, and what was the year? That's 09. 09. All right. Well, I'm going to go to uh, 06. I'm going to back up a few years. Uh, and uh, for those of you who know my son, Thomas, uh, you you appreciate his love of film. And uh, a big part of that is I introduced him to film at an early age, and I love to take him uh, to movies and um, showed him movies at home. And in 2006, uh, there was an animated film uh, that was uh, co-written by a guy named Dan Harmon. And I love Dan Harmon from the, the TV series uh, community, and he's also done tons of other stuff. I mean, you know, Rick and Morty, and, uh, and 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 so many other things. But uh, there was this this 
this film that took the story that took place in this house and it was called monster house and uh it was uh the the, the summer of uh, like the 2006 and i gotta say it was a pretty creepy story and a pretty creepy film and had this not been animated it probably would have received a, a much higher rating than the uh, the children's rating that it received because it even creeped me out and 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 uh it scared thomas a little bit let's just say that um the nightmares uh just ended about a year ago for nice. thomas uh, nice. and so um I'm, I'm happy that um you know, as a dad, I was able to, to help get him through that. But but some of the voices in this, Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, Fred Willard, Jason Lee, uh, also Bushimi uh, is in this, uh, Kathleen Turner, and a lot of good voice talent, Nick Cannon uh, as well. And uh, it was just a story. Honestly, I don't remember a ton about the story, except it was a haunted house story, but it scared the Pachigas out of Thomas. <laughs> and, um, and, and kind of afterwards, um, my, my bride and I had a talk and, and, and she said to me, you know, I've talked, I've talked to Thomas and, and, and he and I have both decided that, that maybe you should not make the choices for movies in the future. So, um, so there you go. Uh, so monster house, uh, the, the time that I was chastised for taking Thomas to a scary film. And, uh, and I should have done, I should have done my homework. I should have done my homework. Well, we, we have time, I think quickly for, uh, for one more just to, to dive in. So, uh, let's, uh, let's go back to you, Douglas, and then we'll hit Daryl. Okay. Uh, I will try to make mine quick. Mine is from 2004, Alfonso Curion, uh, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I used to really love these movies. Unfortunately, my views on them have soured with the author's uh, uh, views on certain subjects. But with this film, I will always have a positive association. Back in 2004, I was working for WK... He's a murderer. K wow. WKNS. Wow. KISS 95.1. And, w, uh, and I was working for K1047, and I would work movie reviews or movie screenings. So if you've ever been to a movie and there was a table set up, they're playing music, whatever, that was me. So that was the first time I ever got paid to watch movies. Well, Prisoner of Azkaban had a midnight screening, and it was the same night of a concert for The Darkness. This was back when their album Permission to Land had come out. So my boss was awesome and helped me get tickets to that show. And the aforementioned Ryan from Oceans 11, who introduced me to the darkness, went with me to the concert and we got permission to get him a work tee. So we went and saw the darkness, left the Grady Cole Center, drove across town and he worked the Prisoner of Azkaban with me. So we went from the concert to the movie, entertaining all these folks that were dressed up and everything else handing out stuff at the beginning and the end and went to see this film. Now, Prisoner is not my favorite film, but it will always be associated with this sort of silliness of the rock show followed by a midnight movie. And so it's just great emotions tied to it. I do believe in a thing called love because of this. <clears throat> All right. I got one more left in the tank for you, man. Um, 2010's Inception. Uh, my uh, One of my favorite movies from who is still currently reigning as my favorite director, Chris Nolan. Uh, this one is more the memories associated with after the film. We had a little tradition of going to the bar for drinks, 
going to see the movie so we let those drinks kind of get out of our system and then going into a waffle house about 40 minutes away from the theater afterwards and sitting down and talking about the movie and that was one that that the conversation just didn't stop for who knows how long of this and then this but don't forget about this and you know what's real was a fake or this oh i forgot about this whole thing and it's just one of those great post movie experiences talking with your buddies about whatever you just saw naming all your your favorite scenes and what was the coolest part and all that and it's you know immensely rewatchable and we're arguing and we're fighting which leads to uh all right we're getting tickets again for two days from now so we go and see it again all over the place uh i i just every time i watch that movie i think about that post movie waffle house long conversation that we all had Thanks to our audience for taking the time to spend with us right here. And whether you're doing that through C19 TV or whether you're deciding to listen to the podcast through WGWG.org, we really do appreciate it. And I want to thank our uh, lovely studio audience uh, for spending time uh, with us as well. You you guys were magnificent. Uh, You're you're not just smart, but you're fancy. You're smart (laughs) and fancy. So uh, until next time for Meet Me in the Movies, we appreciate you spending time with us. As we talk about Summer Movie Memories of Volume 2 on C19 TV and WGWG. Until next time, that's a wrap. Have a